Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Welcome to the latest of the Independent Women's Forum's Working for Women podcast. I'm Charlotte Hayes, Director of Cultural Programs at IWF. I'm here today with IWF Managing Partner Carrie Lucas, and I'm hoping that Carrie will shed some light on the fearless girl of Wall Street. Fearless girl has me completely confused. Um, as you probably know, the fearless girl is actually a bronze statue of a fearless girl with a ponytail. She is fearlessly staring down an older Wall Street icon, the famous Charging Bull statue. Uh, now, she was installed the day before the Women's March on the Saturday after Donald Trump was inaugurated. She's apparently made such an enormous hit that there's talk of her taking up permanent residence on Wall Street. She has at least got a permit to extend her stay at least through February of 2018. Uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is just thrilled at this development. He says, Fearless Girl, quote, has fueled powerful conversations about women in leadership, end quote. His honor adds that Fearless Girl is, quote, affirming her strength even after her temporary permit expires, a fitting path for a girl who refuses to quit. But I'm confused here. Why would a girl ever how fearless stand in the way of a raging bull? Is, is the message confused here? And that raging bull, it's a symbol of a bull market, which is a great thing for the economy, great for investors, and hey, it's great for job creation. Well, as I said, I'm totally, completely confused about fearless girl, and I'm counting on Carrie to help me understand her. Carrie, so what's up with this fearless girl? How did she get there in the first place? What's her intended message? Not sure her message should be stand in front of a raging bull at your own risk. So what's going on here, Carrie? <laughs> you know, Charlotte, I agree with you. There is kind of a, um, a mixed message going on because the girl alone um, is a powerful figure. I think that it's, it's an impressive kind of um, uh, you know, a symbol of, of all that women can accomplish and how far um, the w- women have come. Um, but I do think in the context that of the of staring down the raging bull, it is sending a kind of bizarre message. I, I you know, it, it suggests to me uh, that the people who put her there um, are suggesting that that um, that women's interests are somehow at odds with Wall Street, at odds with capitalism. Um, and the free market, and that's just not the case. And I think that is a, a troubling message to be, to be putting out there. Well, one mantra of the march was that capitalism is inherently unfair to women. That was at least a subliminal message and sometimes very overt. Uh, we're paid less and so forth and so on. So what about this, Carrie? What about women and capitalism as Wall Street is, is the hub of capitalism? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, of course, um, you, you do hear stories um, of a lingering old boys network on places like Wall Street and some kind of big tech companies. And if there are kind of vestiges of discrimination, that's probably where it does exist and where more work needs to be done. Um, but that said, you know, and certainly you know, there's a lot of conversations about that and, um, and the need to do, to do better and encourage firms to, try, to give women equal opportunities. Um, but that said, I think it kind of misses the, the larger picture. And that is that, that women have been doing um, you know, better and better um, across the across the economy are increasingly taking positions of power. Um, you know, you you always hear all this the focus on statistics about that women aren't equally represented in boardrooms or as major um, CEOs. Um, but that kind of you know um, that overlooks 
you know, that women, it's no longer a big deal when you hear of a woman taking over a, um, a, a company or becoming um, a, you know, a board member. Uh, in the same way that a woman running for senator or even now running for president is another, oh, interesting, but kind of a shrug. We're, we've gotten so used to this idea of women in power. Um, and that's really thanks to the capitalist system. Um, you know, women are an increasingly educated um, segment of our population. Um, women account for more than half of professionals, half of managers. Having a female boss is is totally mundane. People absolutely expect to work for work for women nowadays. It's not um, so you know. There's all this good news that really is a function of a, of the market and that, that rewards people based on their value. Discrimination is terrible for business. Um, if you discriminate against women, um, you're missing out on on a tremendous um, population of educated workers. Um, and so, really, in my mind, um, you know, not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Um, the capitalism is the system that gives women um, uh, the opportunity to break down barriers to continue this progress. Well, so, Carrie, uh, explain this to me. It looks like, in, in light of what you're saying, Fearless Girl is standing there uh, on Wall Street and conveying a really false message to and about American women. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the, one of the things you hear, hear the most is this idea that women are, are regularly shortchanged in terms of jobs. Um, and, and, um, and, you know, there's, you hear this thing, you know, um, actually, um, uh, Sandra, or, um, pardon me, Cheryl Sandberg recently started a, um, a campaign, something like 80 cents on the dollar. So I think she was even using a more antiquated 77 cents on the dollar <laughs> statistic as if kind of promoting this idea that, hey, women, we have to get in there and push for extra 23 cents. You know, and I absolutely think it's important for women to be encouraged to feel comfortable about speaking up for, about money asking for raises and all of those good things. Um, but I really hope that, you know, we don't try to convince my daughters um, that they should expect that they're, you know, looking for the, this idea that the man working next to them is somehow making um, a, you know, a quarter more than they are. Um, so that's just not the truth. Um, the statistic that's based on, of course, is this um, Department of Labor statistic that just takes the the, the, the kind of tallies up all of the wages earned by full-time working men and compares them to all the wages earned by full-time working women. Um, and so, and then, yes, men earn more than women do. But what that statistic ignores is factors like the, the, like the idea that, that um, the, another statistic is that um, full-time working men work two hours more a week than full-time working women do. Once you start thinking, hearing things like that, we all say, oh, okay, well, we would expect a worker who's worked putting in two more hours to also earn more. Uh, that doesn't surprise us at all. And that's just one factor. There's also things like in industry, um, men take on more of the, the dangerous jobs. You know, it's not just Wall Street where men are um, overrepresented. It's in places like guarding prisons, um, driving trucks overnight, working in sewers. Uh, men that suffer almost, almost all workplace um, deaths are visited by men and the, the vast majority of, of working of um, workplace in major injuries, physical injuries are suffered by men. It makes sense that, you know, if, if you want to get men to people or if you need to track somebody to work in a, an unpleasant um, uh, work environment, like, you know, underground or on a hot roof, you have to pay them more. Um, and so, you know, women tend to prioritize other things. Um, women pay, um, you are less willing to commute than men. They're less willing to work um, night shifts. They're less willing to work strange hours. We all know why this is. Uh, the big explanation for this is that women are more likely to be prioritizing home life, and they still want to be the, the parent who is, even if they're working full-time, the one who's there uh, 
um, at night for kids and to be trusted to be home on time for dinner. Um, you know, and this is, it is what it is, and we can talk about why those, those um, traditions linger, um, but we should recognize that it's not discrimination. It doesn't mean that what that the boss is saying, oh, you're only a girl, so I'm going to pay you less than, a, than the, the guy who's working in your same job. That's not what's going on there here. Um, it's, it's about the choices people are making in, in, in regards to how they spend their lives and how they, um, what the kind of work they choose to take on. Um, and, you know, it's important for girls to have to, to know about that and not just be told you're getting paid 77 cents on the dollar and the economy is out to get you. It's inherently sexist. That's an incredibly disempowering um, message for, to be pushing on, on girls. Well, Carrie, I think I understand a little bit now. Thank you. Um, and I have a real wish for Fearless Girl. I hope she uh, gets off that, that corner, goes back to school, gets a job on Wall Street, and becomes an enormous success. We know that the, the door is open for her to do that. And I hope she'll stop staring down that bull market because we want a vibrant economy. But I think you've helped me understand this better, and I thank you, Carrie. Great. Thanks so much for having me on, Charlotte. Thanks. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast... Please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.